It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. you're here and today it might as well be season four episode five of friends the one with joey's new girlfriend because guess what phoebe has a cold and her voice is a bit all over the place (laughs) but does it make her sound sexy when she does her open mic songs let's see introducing to the podcast phoebe anusis how you doing today smelly cat (laughs) smelly cat what are they feeding? Yeah, no, no. Have your tea, mate. Not. Have your tea. Everything's fine. I have fine. peppermint tea. Nice. I've ate some corn on the cob. Is that a thing? I had some... Yeah, it is a thing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, listen. Maybe I don't need to back... It's a good thing you do most of the talking. <laughs> Finally. There's an actual reason we could just be okay with the ratio. Yeah. I had a whole preamble planned again, like last week. You could get to it. Say, like... I had a hot dog and some corn on the cob. I was chilling, watching some Billie Eilish from Reading. Nice. I was catching up on my BBC iPlayer. Love that. Because it's an evening pod, Jeff. When, when have we ever done a pod this late? No, we don't. I, th- I think the people are still <laughs> like, is he actually doing this podcast with Christopher? Yes, I can confirm. Christopher <clears throat> has a bit of a poorly throat, but he's soldiering through. He's soldiering through for you. Why do I have a poorly throat, Jeffrey? I mean, that's up to you. Should we just... tell the people? Do we tell the people? No, do we pull back the curtain for one episode? <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, because I'm quite precious about not getting ill that much. I'm I'm like one of those right. guys who's okay. like, I don't get ill. No. I don't get ill. That's not my thing. Right, like humans. So I'd rather say I was screaming with 81,000 other people at Wembley Stadium right. on a Sunday for five hours. Right. Quick quick question, as the curtain is already just gone now, it's just yeah, it's yeah. in tatters. Um, are, are, you, are you using that true story to outright say there's no part of you that was ill at all because we don't like being that guy? It's just replacing that when actually it was probably a bit of both. It could be a bit of both. Could be. I was feeling could a little be. bit under the weather during the week. But with but that my said, voice did not sound like this when you met me. No, it didn't. And then Sunday. you attended uh, a record-breaking event at Wembley Stadium. Broke the record. Taylor Swift was wonderful. <laughs> well, me, dude, it is crazy, isn't it? <laughs> but she uh, she's doing however many nights. But no, for the for uh, the paid uh, attendance for a professional wrestling show, if you want to pu- pull back the curtain. Both of us were there in attendance, and that's why Christopher's voice is now gone. Because I don't know whether it would. What would you? What would you chalk it up to? Mainly singing along to entrance songs, or chanting along to football style wrestling chants with the rest of the. I think it was the chanting. I had the voice left by the sing along. (laughs) I was just. I was miming. You were on fumes. You were on fumes. It's funny when (laughs) you're. It's funny when you're lip syncing in a crowd. Like it doesn't matter, but part of you still needs to be part of the singing and the chanting and the energy. Um, yeah, your boys had a wonderful time. Um, when when a Patreon goes live, will there be 
a recap review of the event? No, because we haven't done one. Because sometimes <laughs> you have to just enjoy things for things. The silly... It, listen, if you want to pull the back of that curtain, let's pull it back all the way. Your boys actually, on the sly, are just enjoying their lives and friendship separate to this podcast sometimes. We've been, we'll go to a secret gig that you guys don't even know about. We'll have conversations that aren't even on this bloody show. Okay. Listen. Although that hasn't happened for a while, to be honest. <laughs> Um, but no, still the, the the good stuff is here and it's with you because we love sharing with you. And today we're reviewing some really good stuff. But before we do review some really good stuff, we don't just open it and sort of make fun of how some of us uh, don't sound like we usually do. What we do is we pinpoint who doesn't sound like they usually do. And we say, hey, you quickly explain the podcast. <laughs> how long do I have to explain the podcast? Well, usually <clears throat> you'd have 30 seconds. But today... As a treat, you're still going to have 30 seconds because that's the game. Okay, fair enough. Okay, fair enough good fair stuff. Enough. 30 seconds to explain the podcast. Let me just get into character. I am a new listener. I saw something that, oh, I, I like Futurama. What's this? Also a review of something else? Um, uh, a, a twofer. I'm in the mood for a twofer. Let me listen to this weird podcast. Okay, they're moaning about someone's voice, wrestling, friends. What is this podcast even about? I'm giving them maybe 30 more seconds of my time before I bail because I need some context. I need some explanation. Let's go, Christopher. What's this podcast all about? It's about content. Oh. It's about culture. It's about friendship. It's about competition. It's about two people who give each other something to consume. And then they say, hey, did you like it? What did you think of it when you were consuming it? How do you feel about it afterwards? <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to guess that in out of in a in scores out of five, just like the little white lies do. And then you're going to tell me whether I'm right or wrong. And then one of us will win, whoever's closest to the mark. Fantastic. And we're done. We're done. We're done. Yeah, we're done. We're done. We're done. Oh, I don't know if wow. a, I don't know if an actual podcast could follow up on that. That was some good radio <laughs> right there. I'm like, oh, it's a this, it's a that, it's a keyword, it's a that. that, was, that was, <laughs> in my head, was I was kind of had like, I wanted to go for like a beat poetry vibe. And oh, then, I see. It was very you know. uh, BBC DJ introducing a new segment to me. Uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. BBC DJ, that's high, high praise. It's very right? high praise. <laughs> it, was, it was just making me laugh that it's like, you've got the most professional DJ shtick at the time your voice is just broken. So it was very amusing <laughs> and very, uh, very adorable. To be fair, let's crack on with. What are you talking about? I'm recording albums this week. My voice is like this. Let's go. Exactly, that is the time. People right? need the sexy Christopher. That's all they need. So you've got you've got Phoebe in that yeah. episode. Can you think yeah. of one other example in music where the dude's voice is a bit dude or, or dudette's voice is a bit affected and not the same as usual? For some reason, in my head, I was expecting you to say, "Give me another example in Friends," <laughs> and I was going to be like, "Monica gets sick, and it doesn't quite have the same effect." That's what I was I've got. I've got, um, I think for Blood on the Tracks, Dylan stopped smoking. I think I might have that right. His voice definitely like took on a new power no, that hadn't had. on the side of the road, on the rain, falling on my shoe. That guy. That's, that's Blood on the Tracks, right? I think that is Blood on the Tracks, yes. And uh, Tangled Up in Blue? Yeah. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yes, indeed. Do we have another example where someone's voice is just different and like... Oh, mate, we'll get it on Tom the York pod. Live. Tom York Live, yeah. I was going to say, that is my example go-to. One time you just did a whole essay at me. No, to be fair, I got you to elaborate on it. I, I voluntarily yeah. uh, got that information from you. But you were like, you had a very pinpointed Tom York's career and where his voice was best and not. It was fantastic. We are going to put a bookmark for that today because the people are like, you've just explained the podcast. Do the podcast you just explained. Fine. Should we do the podcast? Fine. Okay. Right. Let's start with you. 
Hi. I feel like you always throw it to me first. I'm going to start with you. Never. Fine. So, I gave you... I can't even remember the name of the episode. Futurama. What was it called? It was Futurama. It came out last week. Yeah. <laughs> when you can't called... do the title. <laughs> Just say when it came. Um, next episode is called Rage Against the Vaccine. So that's pretty funny. But that's not... Oh, what... shit. Man, Futurama on it, yeah, aren't they? They're South Parking it out here. Um, no. Uh, that, I know what you did next for Xmas. Oh, they do Xmas shows. Do you remember? Um, yeah. So this one was called... Uh, let me actually put in how you described it into Google. Uh, you described it as the Cory Doctorow episode you use this week in tech talking about it um the thing is okay i'm gonna tell the listener you want to stay behind the curtain with us stay is it season eight or season 11 if you're a futurama fan out there you can relate to me on how this is a bit of a tricky thing right now the episode is called related to items you viewed related to items you viewed which is such a even from that title you're like you know where you stand you know what for the people with disney plus out there it's season 11 season 11 episode five five and Fine. for the people like me who, for some reason, prefer this aesthetically for whatever reason, it's season eight, episode five. Why does that feel better to me? I'm not sure. I can't actually... But do you know why it's season 11? Talk me through it a minute. I feel like you tried so, to talk me through during it. During one of the periods where Futurama got cancelled, yep. they released four movies. That's the one. And what, what they've done on Disney Which is I enjoyed, by the way. Yeah. Yep. I still think the first one was the best one okay. out of all four. Okay. Mainly because I felt like I watched that one the most. Okay. Um, Bender's big score, I think. Oh, yep. Sounds right. Um, but what Disney Plus have done is they've chopped those movies up into episodes and sort of incorporated them into seasons. No, no, uh, hold yes, on, stop yes. the podcast. We're getting off the podcast. Yes. We're going to Disney Plus. We're going to Matt Groening and David X. Owen? Sure. Sure. Um, that's ridiculous. So they actually chopped it up into like episode-like chunks of episode-y episode-ness. Yes. What do you think this is? Uh, I'm really stressed now. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. You know what you should do? What should I do? You should write a letter. You should write a letter. We don't write enough, enough uh, letters to editors. One thing that I think is really important that we have to get out of this podcast, because I think I saw someone make this point <coughs> on social media, is like people do deserve to hear when you love something. Because imagine you made mm-hmm. something and there's people out there going like, oh, that's cool, moving on with their day. To actually shout out that and tell them you love it is a really cool thing. Speaking of that, rather than writing, tell me a letter, what you thought. Writing, tell me rather, what you thought about this episode. Rather than writing a letter that's to do with I don't like the fact that you episoded up these these movies. Let me talk about something I loved because that I find problematic, troubling, and annoying. This is in the grand scheme of things the actual content you produce. This isn't about editorial choices after the fact and the way they're distributed. This is about an episode, a new episode of a show that has been cancelled how many times, Christopher? Four. Four times it has been cancelled. And it has been revived over and over. The people love it. I love it. I'm an OG fan. As a Simpsons fan, when Matt Groening was like, I'm going to do a new show. I was like, for real, for real? And he did it. And since day dot, I think you can remember, um, I think we definitely indulged in this show with fucking VHS box sets. I remember them to this day because they were really well designed and cute and like green and grey. They lived at my partner's parents' that's house the one. for a very long time. They lived time. at your partner's parents' house for a very long time. That's that's the reference I was looking for. And gosh, there was just something about the Simpsons style comedy opened up into like an, a boundless sci-fi universe where they could just play around with whatever the fuck that just worked, but still had that Simpsons heart of characters you could love, starting with Fry and Leela and the will they, won't they that lasted all that time. The main difference to me... Because so much for me, I'll get to the review now, so much to me of this felt fresh, on point, like classic Futurama, but just a bit more current. 
The, the main difference to me seems to be that Fry and Leela are just no longer off and on. And well, they won't, they. They're just a couple now. And it's cute. And it's fine. To me, I'm kind of week by week. Uh, is it like when mm. Monica and Charla got together? Wow. What a, what a comp. Um, <laughs> just saying. No, it's not like it. I refuse to elaborate. Joey's Bender. <laughs> yeah, Joe, oh, Joey's for real Bender. Actually, you won me over. <laughs> yes, it's exactly like that then. Fine. Yes, you did it. Because um, in this episode, you did it because it's this episode. In this episode, uh, Bender is Joey's... Uh, I can't get... Just because I had the Phoebe <laughs> reference episode ready to go. There is a specific episode of Friends where Joey is very just left out and third wheel, I'm sure. Uh, I can't bring to mind. If a Friends fanatic is out there and screaming that at the podcast, I love you. Um, but uh, in this episode, Bender is very Joey, but Fry and Leela being just a couple now seems to be the main difference. I've got to say, just as an overview thing, I don't know how you've been feeling about it. I know you haven't consumed every new episode, but you've consumed a few. I am kind of surprised. I feel like I'm not going to be fully sure about this until after the season's a bit done and there's some distance. Week on week, though, I've been watching every new episode, and it's just hitting it out of the park. Like, I'm not saying any one in and of itself is like, the best episode of a sitcom ever, but week on week is just fucking funny, good Futurama episodes, which is more than we thought we were going to get a year or so ago, right? So I'm super. How happy do they compare it. to your rewatching of Simpsons? Yeah, this is this is it's so funny. It's like it's like Bizarro World, Buffy and Angel kind of stuff going on, where it's like comparing the two. The Simpsons, having never been cancelled, has gone through like long, sad, slog <laughs> periods of just not being. It's a fine show, but it has the weight of history on its back of being like probably the best sitcom ever for a period. And now it's just like a bit of a all right show, right? As of recently, what's got what's gotten me recommitted to my project of watching every episode ever is apparently in the last couple of years, things have really stepped up. Things have really freshened up. But there have been lots of slog periods, right? Whereas Futurama maybe maybe the blessing of a, it's like a, some sort of retired athlete who keeps taking six months out then comes back and is actually really good because they were freshened up by being out of the game for a hot minute when it has come back uh i'm sure it's had its dips here or there but overall you've never had to sit through full like four or five seasons where you're like this is so not the thing i used to like homer learns the javelin <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i don't know i think yeah the part of the simpsons problem is it just <clears throat> too many too many numbers of episodes to stay fresh like it actually it's just the law of physics that it had to get stale. There's not enough plot points to averages. recycle. It's the law of averages. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to say it. People on the show who started it have to die off. And like in terms of the writing team, there has to be a new generation. There can't be the same people who worked on it who like, yeah, 35 years in, we're still doing fucking high quality work. Like it makes no sense. You have to fall off a bit, right? So I think um, it might be Matt Selman now who's in charge of running the show. And he's like a... Uh, like in the teens of the seasons he got involved as a writer and now he's running it so like he is a bit more new generation hence why it's now freshening up Futurama has never had to go through that I'm sure it's had its dip moments slightly more lackluster episodes but to get more to the point this might be my favorite episode forever it's definitely my favorite episode of the season so far because we all bold statements you're making I'm looking at my scores going ah yeah well I'm coming out with the bold statements (laughs) because um you contextualized it with uh, a two and a half hour technology podcast featuring an author I like. So like out of the gate, I've got research and shit. I've got context. I've got podcasts that are like, um, you know, side viewing 
necessities for the pod. And you're like, oh, no, it's just a way I introduced it. Of course, I'm going to consume the podcast they used to introduce it. So for me, I was already learn my own lessons. <laughs> I was already loaded up on just like I'm here for the okay. A very quick summary of the tech podcast is Corey Doctorow, a writer I really like, um, has written a book called Choke Point Capitalism, which is about all kinds of things, really. And I wouldn't know how to sum it up except for just look at the title Choke Point Capitalism and look at um, how our society is kind of falling apart slowly but surely. And a lot in, in technology adjacent ways, the free Internet, the Internet Archive, copyright problems. This is the sort of stuff he talks about. But like this is a smart, clued up motherfucker like i couldn't think of a better word there he's just so in the know and so um funny about it and there's just all sorts of you know paralleling actual life there's a lot of problems on the internet apparently just like in life and uh there's lots of shit going on there and if you just look at your online presence and stuff we talked about in our social dilemma review episode um all kinds of stuff all the time is going on i think a lot of people uh, probably lean more to my side than yours in terms of blissfully unaware of it we're just out here looking at our social medias, buying our products. Yay, me. But as Corey Doctorow said in this podcast, the thing we're trying to, you know, the freedom fighters out here, the thing we're trying to figure out is um, what the corporations don't want, which is let's talk to each other more and buy things less. Whereas the corporations want us to talk to each other less and buy things more. But with all of that said, I listened to two and a half hours of that. Like, low-key, kind of radicalized me. Like I'm here, to, I'm here for I'm here for reading chokebook capitalism. I'm here for learning more about that stuff. I'm here for going back to some of the social dilemma articles I was reading. But then afterwards, what do you need? You need a little, you need a little, je ne sais quoi. You need a little treat. You need a little. Let's take all that swirling vortex of negative information and just give me a little animated satire of it all and make me feel a bit like that. For me, what I've just described is peak Simpsons. In the fucking 90s and early 2000s, it took real shit that was going on, fucking made fun of it really well. And to be fair, I think you would definitely agree with this. I've never been as much of a South Park guy as you, but it certainly took the baton in that sense, right? It makes fun of really current shit. And as opposed to a lot of these other animated shows that take so while, so long rather, to get uh, produced, South Park is very snappy snappy. We're on top of current events, right? For me, in terms of what Corey was talking about, Choke point capitalism. I'll repeat the title of the um, episode is related to items you've viewed. This was just so on point about, I don't know how to sum it up, products and fucking selling our souls for like algorithms and um, convenience. <clears throat> there you go. Thank you for helping me get there. You just, it's all right. just, just duck the out. The longer I don't talk, the harder it is for me to come back. <laughs> <laughs> duck out for a good 20 minutes. But when there's one really key word, please help me. You did it. I appreciate you. We'll do a bit more back and forth now. Because in terms of the actual plot, do help me out if I'm missing something. Okay. So you got Bender very quickly yep. who gets hired by the mum corporation. Mum. English accenting it ruins it. Mom. There you go. So the Mom Corporation is now Mom Azan, which is a pastiche of Amazon, and they own everything. They're gonna, they're, they've got a little um, uh, warehouse on the moon. It eventually becomes yep. its own moon. I'm skipping ahead. Bender basically, while being a bit in his feelings about Fry and Leela moving in together and being a bit more coupley, he ends up going to work for Mom, and then he ends up hating it and needing to be stolen back. Um, while and and the reason he finds out about this company is because Fry and Leela are doing up the apartment by buying everything off the Mummerson website, and things are just arriving via oh. drones oh. and arriving in boxes and with one giant little airbag in them. And I love all these I, funny jokes. So good. I love the freewheeling nature of 
it's the year 3023 let's say right and for when, when it started it was just the year 3000 something it's always three it's a thousand years ahead in the future right and i just love the freewheeling nature of like there's no set rules they are basically pastiching now so like suddenly it's like a very <laughs> all the deliveries were droned and like you're barely looking at a product and like you verbalize it and it's already arriving with drones and then drones are arriving on top of the drones delivering drones and it's just like that's very now but there uh, and i just i just love how uh it just pokes and fun in the best way let's not forget the company that the characters in Futurama work for are actually a de- delivery company so the other right amazon <clears throat> amazon is fucking pushing them out okay yes this is about how the little guy is getting trampled on and then what happened oh it's so great mum <laughs> mum mom showed up at like a town hall meeting on the moon and like they gave everyone free shit to get them on yeah. board with amazon taking over and i'm just gonna say yeah. amazon now <laughs> what was it because the guy there's that farmer guy who has three robot daughters he's fucking <laughs> he lives on the moon <laughs> the guy with three the farm guy with three robot daughters who lives on the moon was not into amazon <laughs> and then what merch did he get did they all just get drones oh no they got the what was it the siri equivalent yeah, what are they siri equivalent they got little alexas alexas and they called yeah, them but something else something else um and yeah and then like a lot of talking to them is very uh you know very much a parody of talking to our alexas and series which i really appreciate sometimes because still to this day i'm like are we for real just doing that having these things in our house that like we're talking to and are secretly monitoring us like how did we skip to dystopia in such a weird like quick convenient under the rug kind of way like we're in it and it's crazy um sorry to all the people who are observing me right now like no offense uh <coughs> we hail our co- corporate overlords etc um i love this he episode to, so much. he says to the google meet that's listening to us, <laughs> us right now <laughs> dude i love this episode so much if you're not a fan of futurama you're doing it wrong Firstly, <laughs> whatever it is, you're doing it wrong. Um, and everyone's got Disney. Just go watch it. Come on. I don't. And I can't remember. Maybe it was something to do with those old VHS box sets at your partner's yeah, parents' I, I, house. You must have sent yeah, me yeah. along a new version. But however you figure it out, you've got to figure it out. Because, um, you know, what I'd love it, it was Hulu. That's, by the way, it's Hulu uh, in America that saved it. Hulu in America. Props to you guys. Um, I would love to hear the take of someone who isn't already a Futurama person watching this episode because for me it's just like a really good standalone on point parody of what's going on now in the technology technology landscape and just the and, funniest fucking <clears throat> characters Bender's really great in it Brian Leela yeah. really great Farnsworth Hermes everyone's got these killer one liners in this episode no he's barely in it but uh, in general yes uh, and uh, the one thing I don't know if we had this period or this chat before the one thing that was like making me like a bit about this new season returning again I- i'd just be all over a reunion they've they've proved before they can come back and be top quality before but it was the guy who voices bender being on the fence about it because of a pay issue and whatever happened i haven't looked into it but they did get him and it's clearly him so i'm like fully happy and on board the one thing that was keeping me at first and then i i watched the first episode like hmm and i was like god damn this guy sounds so like him and I looked it up. I was like, oh, it is him. I'm happy. I'm in. Yay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, in general, I would like to say I am very happy with Futurama coming back. Everyone is doing a bang up job. Go team. And for this <laughs> episode specifically, maybe you just need to find the Origin Point uh, podcast that explains a lot of the references and lasts a minimum of two and a half hours to really enjoy a sitcom episode. I hope that's not how content needs to be consumed. 
That was not my intention. <laughs> I would know your audience, my guy, because, um, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I'm a big fan of um, OG, like, uh, Futurama and Simpsons commentary tracks. I just need to throw that out there. Of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. Oh, mate. Um, so I'm ready for some scores. I feel like you right now, uh, you, <sighs> I might, am I overplaying it? You, you didn't go quite as high as my rapturous review. No, because you, for some reason, I, I got... I. <sighs> I don't know if off the back of last week you didn't seem as excited. I didn't. Every week is just a, oh, every week. You were acting. This didn't seem that. That didn't seem this. Right. Anyway, right. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm just gonna tell you what the scores are. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck me. What's your scores? Um, anticipation. Add you as the three. I thought you're watching okay. it every week. You're not gonna get super excited. No. Yeah. For another just week. like I talked about that time. Like, cool. If it is actually something that's in my queue to watch, it's probably best case scenario. So you went for a three. Fully makes sense. Next. Four and enjoyment. Nice. Because yeah. guess what? <laughs> I what? thought you might enjoy it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and then oh here's the here's here's the real <laughs> kicker. I thought you'd just come back down to a three. I d I don't know why. but now you I'm I'm not it is I'm not good. One of the few. It is a five for anticipation. I look forward to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. I look forward Lies. to this shit every I week. This moderated. And you We're gave, getting Ali back and on. And you gave me I a writer on a podcast and said it's to do with that. Let alone, I'm looking forward to it every week anyway. Five. I'm watching it, and the whole time I'm like, this is a show I've watched for most of my adult life, and right now it's firing all, on all cylinders. This might be a first. It is a five for enjoyment. I enjoyed this Jesus shit. Jesus Christ. I enjoyed the shit out of it. And then a four for retrospect. I tried to calm down. Everything's fine. But you're off by two, one, and one. It's not that bad. You're just off by four total. Um, we haven't been off by four in a very long no, time. No, yeah, that's 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 really funny. Um, listen. Well, I'm glad you found it funny. Yeah. <laughs> you're clearly glad that I had a great time. You're not at all. I'm not. I'm not glad you had a great time. That was not my intention. Well, what, I wanted that's... you to have a pretty good time. Okay. <laughs> I enjoyed myself too much. You were fine with pretty happy, but you got a limit. You were thinking some yeah. fours. Okay, great. Speaking of fours, Jesus. And in, speaking of enjoying yourself, just you, a, yeah, I on. need to go on IMDb and see what other people reviewed this episode for. Because I thought it was good. Yeah, I didn't think it was like what you're saying. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Did you? Did you not find? Because you also watched the This Week in Technology podcast, right? I listened to it every single week. Jeff. Of course, I did. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk about some <laughs> other things. Let's talk about Anvil. Can I just see what's on your hoodie, by the way? Sure. I saw the A and I thought you were wearing an Anvil. Wow. Hoodie. I don't know why. It's a Kendrick just... Lamar hoodie, but let's 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 bring it back to Anvil. The story of Anvil. Because <laughs> that's that's what I like to think of <laughs> is the full title from 2008. This is not a mockumentary because many people think so many people watch it and still either halfway through or at the end will be like wait was that real that's a very famous reaction to this uh film it is a uh, one of the most uh, famous uh, rock and roll docs uh made in 2008 and uh it's to do with a heavy metal band uh who back in the day with the likes of um bon jovi and slayer there's like bit of a that you couldn't get two more diverse you know bands that like uh rub up against the genre of metal but like i guess a hair metal ish scene right i think they might be help me out with this one they might be early purveyors of thrash metal or speed metal yeah to be yeah, specific they, they gave me from 
the real early clips from the early 80s that you see sort of at the start. Yep. When they're singing, metal on metal. Oh, mate. This is the, the time oh, in geez. your life to do the metal <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, they, they were giving me full-on early Metallica. Early Metallica. Motorhead. Early motorhead vibes, gotcha. sort of things. Gotcha. Yeah. And and in a in a nutshell, no Megadeth. Megadeth is what. That's I'm what saying. it is. Okay. Oh, Who are the? At some point during the movie, quick side note: a guy talks about the big four: Megadeth, Slayer, Metallica, and. No, 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 no. no? Slayer, Guns Megadeth. and Roses, and Metallica were oh. two of the big four. Because oh. they did a they did a world tour to all four bands, oh. and they oh they, and they did the, it. oh okay. In the early nineties, I think. Ah, I see. I see. Okay. Um, Metal. Oh, I've got it. Because this is an actual quote. Um, Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer, Megadeth. Those are the big four. He was in terms of speed slash thrash metal. Apparently, listen, I don't fucking know what we're talking about. I think I I think I must have been thinking of a different tour. Yeah. No, the big four. Definitely know there was. Yeah. That might have been another thing. Um, but I I mean, speaking of Guns N' Roses, speaking of Metallica, Lars Ulrich, the drummer of Metallica. I I could listen to Lars talk about stuff all day long. I I don't know. He started out as a tennis guy. I looked into him a bit. He could tell me anything. Tell me anything about anything. Believe you, Lars. He's not in it enough, actually. They have a lot more of um, Slash from Guns N' Roses. Um, I like how at some point, it's so so fucking funny. But what what I love is all these talking heads are like in the first five, ten minutes of the film. Yeah, then they pretty much disappear. Tiny peppering, maybe here or there. A smattering throughout. Yeah, they might have come back right at the end. But he has a very fantastic quote because it's not like fully accurate, but like emotionally it is. He's like, giving them props he's like what other band stays together for like four decades and then he names them he goes uh the rolling stones the who anvil and i'm like what a list what a fucking <laughs> list um but yeah it's a band that at the time was making a big splash with other bands who went on to make a big splash and make lots of money but guess what many decades have passed they're still playing but it's like in small tiny pubs and clubs and they're actually just sort of living normal lives but there's this element of still fighting for the dream to make it happen to break through and they're in their fucking 50s now dude that's this document one word i felt throughout this entire document and before you say that one word when we met up in person the other day with quite a heavy heart it seemed to me <laughs> almost uh, i don't know how else to word it you were like i have things to say about this film i need to talk to you about it so please what was that one word heartbreaking bro let's talk about <laughs> dude. it dude Dude, this is like one of the most heartbreaking things I think I've ever watched. I, I was had uncomfortable. You had, had you ever heard it? Of, of it, rather? No, no. I don't none of Just it. off the radar. I feel like I may have been aware that this movie existed. Sure. And it didn't seem like I completely didn't know about it. But I didn't know enough about it to it be in the forefront of my mind. Sure. But just, just so many moments of this. So... It starts, you realise that there's this, they, they played this massive festival in Japan with all these other metal bands. Mm. All these other metal bands take off and this band just for, for whatever reason just don't just don't make it. Mm. Whether that's because they're Canadian or, or <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. They're just not on the scene. They're, they're, their records don't land. and But they stick, to, they stick together. They do. They keep playing. But then it just but suddenly cuts to their day jobs mm. of just... I mean, so Lips, the singer, is like working for a children's catering company. I thought they all did. I don't. I don't know. I I was very focused on Lips. He was definitely doing catering of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. But um, and yeah, so they're just doing these run of the mill, mm. got got barely any money, yep. day jobs, yep. but then still occasionally playing these little small clubs. Yeah. 
Um, and then he seems to be on this computer that was made in the 70s, <laughs> chatting to someone yeah. in Europe yeah. who says they want to take them on a tour yeah. in Europe. And they've got this really sort of half good-ish manager. Mm. And then it cuts oh, and they go that. on this European tour. Yeah. And the documentary is following them around because Lips, who is the most glass half full person you'll Fucking ever meet in Lips. your life. Love he, he's just like, no... We're going to make it because we have to make it. Because if we don't make it, then what's the fucking point? And yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God, I, this guy is killing me. <laughs> like, just genuinely. Yeah. Um, and then they go on this tour and he's like, all we need is one one studio person, yeah. one record company or something just to see us. Yeah. And then we will get a chance. Of it. The, the thing on. is, they have a few fans, a few. Yeah. People like them and will show up and they're part of Metal's early history. Like. It's, it could be, the thing is I kept thinking maybe because I'd already watched this at the time it came out and I've processed it and I know what it's famous for so on this viewing for me I watched it again for the show I found it a lot more like just a quite simple inspiring story of never giving up than before I think the first time I watched it I was very much struck by how sad <laughs> it is and it is don't get me wrong but um like little things that could have made it much sadder them all actually not having lives outside of the project like the fact that even though the families the wives and siblings in the story are interviewed and are a bit on the fence about this anvil thing still going at least they have wives and siblings who are still in their lives i think it's the drummer's wife that's just like no this is they play music i like i've still got their hair i still do this i still enjoy it yeah 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 and i think it was i really want it to work did you see that it was that scene where it's the drummer's sister (laughs) who's shitting all over it and the drummer's wife has literally like got the hair metal like uh costume she hasn't left the 80s she's still there it sort of very briefly shows her at her job and she is like moaning a bit but like she's still here for it man and lips's wife kind of and lips's sister is the one who then invests the money to let them record yeah. their 13th album with someone who's like a really big so, name in metal. before we get that far, yes. before we get that far, they yes. go on this European tour. Yes. <clears throat> it starts off well. They play a festival. Yes. And there are people there and Lips is just in his element seeing all his heroes and going up to oh, them and talking to so them. Cute. And every single one of them is like... <gasps> he literally leaves fuck talking to the camera <laughs> like, that's that guy. It's Ted Nugent yeah. Strummer. Yeah, whatever. And But each of them sort of go oh anvil i think i remember you yeah yeah and then they sort of wander <laughs> off and lips are just there still like he's just met his hero yeah bless and just him. watching him meet his heroes was hilarious yes the way they handle but fans then... is quite cute <clears throat> as well because they have a few just og fans and they just seem to be nice to them i don't know yeah oh yeah because early on in the the doc they show yeah it's lips's oh. 50th birthday party oh, don't. This is, this and is he what... basically just just has a gig yeah has a gig and then this interview two super fans who like are just the most like they know every they've seen them hundreds of times, and then just a crazy reversal later. A lot is packed into eighty-one minutes. In a crazy reversal later, one of these guys howling every lyric out at this club birthday gig early in the movie is then later like what seems to be manager of like a call center that Lips tries to work at for one ill-fated six-hour shift and doesn't fucking do anything. It's just like, uh, but he's like a fan of this guy. Imagine, imagine you're a fan of a band. And then later, like, you're like, just, oh, just give the lead singer, like, any fucking small part-time jobby gig to, like, just get any money coming in. But sorry to interrupt. Yeah, besides uh, that little thing of just showing there are some hardcore fans who've been with them from back in the day, they're clearly not breaking through. They go to this festival. It's uh, looking Festival's like right. it, it might then, be good. <clears throat> but then every other gig after that is absolute car crash. But it's People so aren't turning up. They're not getting funny. paid. It's oh, just... He gets the club owner up by the lapels, so to speak. He's like, fucking pay me. I did my fucking work. 
Oh, his voice kills me. Dude, um, is this just me? Like, a crazy thing about this movie is Lips and Robbo, I'll call him, Rob Reiner, the drummer of the band, um, they just look like the most metal dudes we've ever metaled. Like, if I just saw them on the street, I'd be like, they're in a metal band. One of them's a drummer, one of them's a singer. It's just crazy. Um, but uh, I think uh, the manager is this foreign lady who's also... <laughs> she's <laughs> Sorry, I can't remember where she's from, but she's, like, in a romantic thing with the bassist. So it keeps cutting Possibly. to those two making out, and she's just like low key <laughs> fucking up her job, and then at some so bad, and then like lips kind of like sort of has a go at her, and she's just crying like I try, like bless her, she's crying, <laughs> <laughs> but she's and then it goes to their wedding, they play the wedding. Oh, the wedding scene's my favorite. It's just a minute <laughs> before, long before we get to the before we get oh, to the wedding scene. There's like lips and the drummer have like a full on argument on the street. Don't do the lips and the, the singer it. argument. I actually can't right no, now. But, so this I is the studio one that comes later. Oh jeez, okay. Earlier one. Time. Okay, okay. This is the earlier one in the street somewhere in like I don't know. Is this where they're debating whether to Lithuania play or not or because they got there late? Right. It might be after. I think it's just the tour going to shit. Okay. But I wrote down because lips said. <laughs> One thing to him, which I thought is the sweetest thing yeah. he could possibly say. I don't know. This guy breaks yeah. my heart so much, yeah, Jeff, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, they're having an argument and they're talking about how shit it is. And he goes, you know what? When we look back, this will be the day before things get better. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God. Well, guess what? It's just guess the sweetest what? thing. I'm so sorry. It was. It was. It, was. it kind of was. <laughs> well, not in that instance. Not in that was. instance, but it was in a, a general It was a day sense. before the day before many The day before days. many days, but then it did get better. Um, okay, so this is really uh, good, to, good to hear and know that... And they play a wedding. They play the wedding. And that whole scene is just weird. It's just kids. <laughs> I've like, just written... A couple of I kids. I just wrote down, there was a wedding. <laughs> yeah, a couple of kids are just headbanging and most people are watching like, what the fuck? <clears throat> um... Yeah, uh, did but did any part of your brain think it was a mockumentary or like were you just like I can't believe this is actually not happening? Not really. No, because no, I think you, I think you sold it to me that it wasn't. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. I think I must have known. Um, then after the wedding, yes, he's convinced that they've got songs and they can make another album. And they hadn't made another album, or they hadn't made an album that sounded as good as this producer that produced them way back when on like probably their first or third album or something like the that. The key to this band, by the way, in you can finish off this plot point is in the fact that through all these years of not breaking through. They kept making albums, and this is going to be their thirteenth. Yes. So he's making a concerted effort to turn their fortunes around and actually do this properly. But they think they've got the be- they think they've got some of their best songs that they've had in a very long time. Yeah. But they've they've acknowledged that the recording quality of their previous albums hasn't been up to scratch, yeah. and it might be one of the reasons why they're not breaking through because they don't sound good. Right. I can't for the life of me remember the producer's name. CD something. Yeah, yeah. Something whatever. Yeah. But what I wrote down was. Mm. He was posting a demo tape in 2008. <laughs> yeah, he was. And this is what threw me. And then I wrote that down. I was like, but wait, is that right for 2008? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it probably, I don't... That, then it might have been like, I want to say a CD now, but a CD now is still a bit crazy. Yeah. I think I think it might have been. Okay. It's certainly less crazy than now. Yeah. Maybe it made some and plus, sort of sense. They're in Canada. Maybe that things get there. <laughs> Yes, the... like we're in 2023 now in Canada. Are they like 2015? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it works. They've, already, they've come all the way back round to cassettes. They're doing a thing. Yes. Um, we're back on vinyl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I just thought it was just seeing him like literally, and then he's like walking to the post box with his little yeah, demo right. tape, sending it off. Yeah. But before that, he they got, didn't they go around a bunch of? Oh no, that's afterwards. That was afterwards. Afterwards. So they yeah, they get the producer. They need money for the producer. Lips's sister funds the producer and the recording they yeah. go off to the uk yeah 
Um, before that, we see Rob Reiner's paintings, oh, which is a lovely beautiful. little scene of yeah. him just walking around looking at paintings. Love the personality contrast between Robbo and uh, Lips. But they are yeah, best. Robbo's just. We need to like get to that lip. scene, bro. I'm not sure you're ready. Sorry, yeah, Robbo is like, when he's pointing out the paintings, he's like, yeah, this is just something I do. I like painting. I like painting. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's really what it is. <laughs> and he's got one which is literally a shit a in a toilet. A turd in a toilet. Which <laughs> is, is like kept behind a door because his wife's like looking at it. I don't know. It's just, oh, we it's, forgot. It's, in all the tour how, madness. How, how does so much of this happen in eight? I know. Minutes? In all film the Film directors, now, look at this. this I is swear. Make a film. It doesn't need to be three hours exactly. long. Exactly. <laughs> Concise as fuck. I listened to them both recently on the Rich Roll podcast. The Rich Roll podcast yeah. is one of my favorite podcasts. And the filmmaker and the two dudes went on it recently because for 13 years after the fact, guess what? They're re-releasing it. Hence it being a bit more online now. Hence me okay. uh, recommending it to you. And uh, I've, I've just got to say that uh, that filmmaker had so much more footage he could have gone with, but he still made the beautiful artifact that we have now. And I just I just can't let us go on without... If we've talked about the tour madness, we have to quote out yeah. the best quote of Rob... Uh, are you, are you going to know what I'm about to say? I don't know because I didn't write anything down. I just wrote, like... They're talking, um, they're talking about the their problems. And, like, the, a guy says, listen, I'm a lawyer. You should be doing a thousand a night easy with your history oh, in yes. metal. Like, why aren't you? What do you think it is? And... Uh, Lips is like management. And Rob's like, I can answer that in one word. Two words. Three words. We haven't got good management. <laughs> <laughs> he says it way better. Like, he says it so quickly. Like, he's like, he's trying to figure out what to say. But, oh, that yeah. quote just fucking kills me. So, okay. They... But, so, but, but so before they before they go to the studio, there is an, I've written down. Yes. There is, there is a scene where Lips just breaks down, pleading to the camera and just talking about how much this means to him and how much... Yeah. It has to happen. Yeah. He goes, it can't happen. And a lot of this lot of his speeches are around the fact that his just sort of persistence is what keeps going on. Mm. And whenever everyone's struggling, when everyone's down, he's the one that keeps telling them, No, it's gonna happen. We're gonna make it. It's gonna happen. Mm. We're gonna make it after thirty five years. Mm. And it's just and his little lips tremble and get all wet and he starts crying and I just I couldn't do it. It was just painful. It was heartbreaking to watch. It really, so really. Hard. Well yeah, it's just I was just like, Wow, this is a guy literally like just out there just like he's not hiding nothing yeah he is very um heart on his sleeve isn't he he's not uh yeah i think that might be the magic of lips actually you've made me realize he's he's not got much of the mystery i think that that might be part of the lesson i think rich roll introduces the podcast calling him like the self-help guru you didn't think you would need like how unexpected a guy to get like life advice from but i think you've just put two and two together for me there in the sense of like i think a lot of us hide behind whether it's mystery or a lack of expressing ourselves as like as much as it's fucking painful to daily admit how far you are from your goals he was like just li- leaving it all out there and uh yeah but do do, do wrap until, up until, until until in the studio yes he had a go at one of rob's takes oh, and then no. all shit fucking hit hit the fan but, and there was, and you there was think, argument number two and and he grabs him for a minute and robbo yeah. quits Okay, it's no, yeah. it's no get back. It's no George Harrison walking out, <laughs> like, and a Peter Jackson, the opposite of a concise rock and roll documentary. It doesn't quite it's have no that. Tetfield. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have the weight of history there in that same sense. But it's it's even more deep in a way because these are just two dudes scrapping together the last of their cash in their late fifties who have like basically somewhere in Dover, somewhere in fucking Dover, <laughs> and they've like at this point they've pledged their lives to each other 
and then they have a fallout. And then Lips is so fronting when he tells the camera, like, oh, we need a new drummer. It's like, no, bro, you just had a big fallout <laughs> with your bestie. Don't try and say you need a new drummer. And then um, let alone the argument, it's the makeup, because the makeup involves a bit more arguing to get there. <laughs> but the makeup is basically like, you know, Lips shouting at him about, oh, mate, his lips start going here. It's like, you're my brother. Who else am I going to let off steam to? I'm under so much pressure. And Robbo's like, I'm, you know, he's like, we're both under pressure. Robbo's like, I'm not. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. I'm here. I'm always the guy who's going to plug the train along. And just there's this moment of like, they're kind of confronting each other. They kind of have a bit of a go. They kind of get it all out there. And then suddenly they're at Stonehenge touching the rocks, joking about how Satan put them there and they're brothers and they work through shit like any other family. Like this friendship, man. Oh, it kills me. Because I think the thing that like they love each other. And they both love the music they're playing. Like, that's never even in question. The rest of it is just shit. But they clearly both love metal. And for me, I'll put it out there now. Now might be a good time. It's, for me, to my ears, it's pretty cheesy, weird metal that isn't my stuff. And I can sense a lot of musicianship and talent, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't exactly do it for me, right? But, oh my god, I could listen to them all day knowing the backstory and the relationship now. So yeah, they, they, they have a big falling out. Fair play to the manager. He does a bit of a manager's role there, like a yeah, a good, gets, them back together. gets them back together. He's he's part of the healing process there. And uh, this is thirteen gets recorded. They take it to a a record company exec guy. Well, they <clears throat> they send it to loads of record companies trying to get someone to pick it up and distribute it. Um, they have a really really awkward meeting with EMI where they clearly don't want it, which I think is also that's that's a very heartbreaking <laughs> scene. Yeah, yeah. It, and all all I was sitting there was like, I just <laughs> my attention was taken to so. He's got a full fat Coke. The other guy's gone for it like a Fanta. And I was just, that's all I was looking Dude, you at. you must have, you must have. I don't know if this was meant to be the, the sticking point of the scene, but for me, it was just the speed with which he stopped playing the music. <laughs> he literally had it on for fi- like 15 seconds max. And the thing is, he presses play. And he didn't say no then. He didn't say no He then. sent them away, he which I thought was me. Yeah, he and then the away, most says, nondescript oh. email of just, it's not what we're looking for right now. The thing was, he got off his chair, Goes over, presses play, goes back to the chair. He's back in the chair for 10, 15 seconds max before getting up again. To, oh, that broke my heart. Because you can just sense how much Lips and uh, Robbo are just wanting this. And it's just... Somehow, yeah. am I wrong? Somehow it ends optimistically. Well, they end up just getting it. They got a thousand CDs made and started distributing them themselves. Yep. Which I was like, to be honest, that for 2008... Yep. That's a way to go. Did he not say That's... in a talking head thing, like, this is kind of the way I think bands might end up going? For someone who's been, yeah. like, very, very wrong about the music industry for that many years, like, he finally might have got there. <laughs> yeah, he actually got there. And that's what most people do now, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Even Tay-Tay. Even Same. Taylor Swift. Yeah. <sighs> and um, they go to a festival in Japan, if I'm remembering right. And uh, it's it's really good, actually. And that's sort, of the, that's sort of the ending of the thing. They get a call yeah. and they get want to go to a festival in Japan. And then they tease you, Jeff, because they say they turn up there and they realise they're on at 11.30 in the morning. Yeah. And they're worried that they're going to be playing to an empty arena because no one's Lips turned up Lips is yet. very... Well, oh, Lips probably has what... All the obvious stuff breaks my heart. But in this bit, when he's leading up to that final gig, and I don't know if you're like me, where I could see there wasn't much time left in the film. Spoilers, guys. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. spoilers galore. I could see there wasn't that much time left in the movie. I was like, oh, fuck. And he was like, I really wanted there to be people this time i was like yeah of course and then he elaborates it's not for me because when we're playing and we're anvil i get off on the music for them and i was like oh mate like imagine he would still low-key kind of be happy with the 10 people and he just got to do his set at this point it's because it's the other people he wants to like do this for too man 
And then they had a big raucous crowd who seemed super into it. Yeah. And they chanted metal great. on metal, which is metal on metal. Metal on metal. Something the grave. Something the craven the loaded the boom. Um, I think that album is 1982. You know what I did? I thought, oh, I'm going to take it one step further for research. I'm going to listen to that fucking album. I listened, to me- I listened to Metal or Metal, which opened. I was like, banger, <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> of, of its own kind. And then I was like, you know what? I'm good. I get it. Metal or Metal. <laughs> <I get> it. <laughs> the, the album cover is fucking hilarious. Can you actually Google that for me right now so I can have your reaction <laughs> on the podcast? What's the album called? Metal or Metal, 1982, oh, Anvil. Jesus Everyone hold your horses while Christopher looks at the album metal cover on. for Metal on Metal by Anvil. Let's have a look. Here he goes. Wow. wow. <laughs> you know what it's a picture of? <laughs> that would be Christopher. <laughs> metal on metal. Because <laughs> an anvil is metal. An anvil is yeah. Oh, my days. Okay, so. Um, wow. So it's just... We we did we recount all of their album covers are just anvils. Yeah, it's a lot of anvils. <laughs> so you've recounted the plot, and I've understood that you're heartbroken. But can we meet in the yeah. middle here with like, is it not also Scores? one of the are you most? Gonna be four I've, off? I'm not going to be four off. Unfortunately, I'm going to win this week. Um, can we meet in the middle somewhere in terms of yes, heartbreaking, but also inspiring? Did it not inspire you a bit? Oh yeah, of course it did. Okay, of course good. it did. Yeah. No, no, I and get it. I also if it thought didn't, in a way. I also thought, thank God, I've got a job. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> a lot I'm not just... doing that. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Which also then is heartbreaking in its own, really. So. Well, I, was, I mean, when you say heartbreaking, that I've got a job and I'm not doing that, I think there's a lot of specifics you can get to into with how his life isn't fully together. But I actually exactly. envy the man. Because the yeah. way he's open-heartedly still pursuing his creativity, I feel like I have phases. And I, I feel like the way he's gonna <laughs> fucking... At some point, it's going to be over, right? And this documentary, ironically, of course, is what broke them in a way. And now they are a bit of a big deal because of the movie. Um, And he just left no stone unturned, right? And it's like whatever project there is, whatever undone there is, uh, maybe maybe to have that messy a life would be tricky to deal with and not everyone would be able to be as... um, Like, to retain as much pride as he did throughout it all. Like, that might... Get to me too, to the point of I fucking hate <laughs> the thing I'm pursuing because of how much grief I'm getting and how embarrassed I am. Not everyone has that constitution emotionally, so fair play to him. But in the sense of not giving up, there is a lesson there in terms of... He even said this on the Rich Roll podcast, and please, I beg you, I don't know how to pitch to you in a non-podcast way anymore, but this is a thing you'll have consumed last week that I promise you you have to listen to is them on the Rich Roll podcast. At some point, you have to listen to it because it's they just quotes all over the shop. Hearing them have a laugh together is just great. And he says, like, he's just asked about why he never gave up. And he's like, well, you quit something you hate. You don't quit something you love. I love this. And yeah, it stressed me out, but I was just going to, wasn't going to, just the way they both disparagingly talk about throwing in the towel. It's just very, very touching to me. And it's like, and I'm not saying, you know, <coughs> it's hard, man. It's post-COVID. It's 2023. I'm not saying everyone get your band back together and go in the garage. It's it's not that specifically. I mean, it can be for some people. I feel like it kind of is for me, actually. But like whatever, like whatever smaller bite-sized project it is. Hey, even if it's a, a podcast with your mate, there has to be little things you're doing that are for joy and to sustain and enrich your soul while we're out here just trying to survive, you know, that 
you just you need to keep pursuing and keep dreams alive in whatever to whatever degree you can i think that that movie teaches this lesson uh really beautifully well said Jeff. thanks man i'm 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 thinking though you were anticipating a two <laughs> you were like nah <laughs> rock dog number like a million this guy's recommended to me so i i gave you a two for anticipation and then sometimes i'm like this is just a combination that we haven't had before i'm given i'm i went two and then four for enjoyment because you know you're a human being with a heart and you enjoy music and then a four for afterwards because you have good taste so i'm i'm a bit confused about how i can go wrong on this one any other week you might have been you might have lost but but you won this week (laughs) because it was a three in anticipation. Ah, okay, okay. A three in enjoyment. Oh. Because it was painful. Oh, mate, okay. <laughs> but then the four in retrospect is correct. Ah, shoot. Okay. I was I was really, really psyched about a, uh, a perfect score there. So props to... How you dropped you that news. It, it wasn't perfect at all, but it was just better than yours. because yeah, You guardiola did it. <clears throat> tell, tell the non-football listening fan how I did that. So Guardiola, up until, well, Joseph. last season don't count. But yeah. prior to last season, yeah. when the big matches came in the Champions League, he overthought them. He overthought them. funny teams and formations and ended up losing. Speaking of... Picking... And then last year, he fucking won everything, the prick. So, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of overthinking, I haven't done that this week. Um, I think he gave me a bit of shit for just the pro- proliferation of music documentaries. They've been good. I feel like I'm trying to... There is almost a... A You're going to swerve here. me. You're going to give me another. No, no, no I'm not going to swerve you. But I think making me reflect on how I You're have taken me from like 1930s blues, yes, to the 1980s metal, yes, to just all over the shop. It is all over the yeah. shop. But I think it's it's funny looking back. Give me a bit of jazz fusion. <laughs> <laughs> jazz fusion, indeed. I think. Uh... Uh, we will stay with music, actually. But it's like there is a language here that's going on. I'm not sure you're hearing me, but it like. I, and I haven't been doing it consciously, but I look back at some of the choices I've thrown at you. I find feels like going home a very like just inspiring. Like, where do you even start with creating music? It has to come from your own sorrow and your own pain and your own life. I find it very inspiring on that level. And then Anvil, like about sticking it through. There is some sort of like, don't forget about creativity and music sort of thing I'm trying to put out in the universe and put into you, your universe. Because um, yeah, you inspired me so much with music when we were kids and still do. So I think it's nice energy to have. Now, speaking of not being completely thrown off into like crazy, unfamiliar worlds, how about a nice, familiar little world for you? It's uh, going to be 2023 uh, in October, the 20th anniversary for a certain album. This is an album called Shoots Too Narrow by a band <gasps> called The Shins. And I would love for you to listen to that album and tell the people how you feel about it and give us a bit of a review and uh, to tell the listener we might as well you know spoilers but like you kind of like the shins no you've, you've heard of them you like them you've seen them live once or twice i'm a big fan of the shins i'm a big fan of the shins i think the you... 20, 2017 i think i saw them between 2016 2017 i think i saw them three times uh, because i had never seen them before yeah. and i had been a big fan yeah and, then... and they did tours yeah. and i saw them at festival and yeah love had a very good time that is my pitch for you for this week I get to listen to an album I've listened to before and then... This is new. This is new, right? Oh, this is... How are you going to score this? This is really weird. How do we feel this about is, This is new territory. We'll see. <clears throat> Stay tuned for I, arguments next week. I have a pitch for you yes. and I have a backup pitch okay. because if you've seen this pitch, yeah. I don't want you to watch it again. Are you sure? Because I've just given you an album you for sure have listened to uh, because I'll, I'll happily watch a thing again. Well... Let's find out. Let's have you seen the 2017 docu- Netflix documentary called Icarus? No, I've never seen Icarus. 
You've never seen Icarus. Lance Armstrong, now, okay. doping, all that shit? It's about doping and cycling. I, for the love of God, please do not do any research until after you've watched this movie. I, mean, I need you to go into it not knowing fuck all like I, I, I can't, do I know, and just I know watch a bit. this documentary. As I, know a bit. as I just said a few taglines, I've heard a lot of it come up in just sports and doping context. Like it became quite a famous yeah, yeah. movie. But I'm not going to do any it's fine. extra. Yeah. It's fine. I just just, just cool. go watch this movie. Okay. That's all I want you to do. Icarus. Um, because, yeah. And I don't want to say anything else. Nope. And you, you keep almost doing it. context you've got is fine yeah. because that's the context I went in with it. Okay. With, so it's fine. Those are our shows. Promise. We have one. I know what you like with research. Yeah, promise. no, I promise. I'm finding it hard. <clears throat> Afterwards, you can do all the shit you want. After I watch <laughs> so, it. After you've watched hey, it. Maybe I'll just watch the documentary and come talk about it. That, that's also a very good thing. <laughs> that could be an option, right? Well, yeah. we've got our things lined up It's, for it's about two hours, though, so I feel apologies. Ah, uh, running YouTube time. Already. Yeah, fucked me on running time. Well, listen, you can't, yeah. you can't win it all. can't have it all. I did give you a 20-minute cartoon you were going to watch anyway so. <laughs> that was a good week for that hence my scores i mean it all makes sense to me fuck you with your ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we have a winner this week but it's not about the winning it's not about everything being a competition then again the thing is we had a good time you were with us we talked rock and roll documentaries we talked cartoon sitcoms next week we talked sports documentaries next week we talk albums by favorite bands and we look forward to sharing more with you as time goes on. Thank you for being with us while the guitars tinkle away in the background. We can't wait to see you next week. And until then, goodbye. Take care. <laughs> you too, buddy. If you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak, the microphones bleed because they're so cheap. We're sorry to your ears. If you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro or if you don't like the whole show question why were you here if you don't like the podcast if you think we both speak too fast too many tangents never stay on task pick up a book instead if you don't like what we recommend if your patience wears thin towards the end if you think you could do better with your friend please go ahead if you don't like this content or like me the word content then please go be more content and never listen to us again <laughs>